Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The free agency window is wide open, and we're going to let you know what's in store. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. Thank you very much for joining us today. Winter meetings are coming up soon. Trades? Not what we're talking about. We're talking about free agents. Who's setting the market? And then what team gets affected if they don't get them? And why are there no hitters available? Jake? Dressed in pajamas. Looks like silk pajamas. It's not. It's not. Jim. Oh. A very nice shirt from my mom. Why don't you back the hell off? That looks like Hugh Hefner pajamas. It's Cam from Modern Family, which is yeah. my my route in life. Trev. There certainly could have been matching bottoms to that. Davis. It's a nice cool. shirt, though. If you find them, send that link, baby. Excited to talk the free agents. Dip my toe. Uh, with Eno Saris yesterday on Wake and Jake. Uh, and so I have some pitching insight that's above what I normally have because Eno has actual information. So excited to peddle that on you guys. Uh, and a little teaser from him. He thinks uh, he thinks the juice is going to get going a little bit. He, he thinks kind of those lower one-year guys that teams are kind of going to go at them with the bait hard to get those moves done. Because the higher class free agents aren't as big as they normal normally are, so who knows? At the end of the day, we're all guessing, uh, but excited to start filling out some rosters, son. Hopefully, some big teams back in the mix this free agency: Cubbies, Red Sox, teams like that. Dodgers didn't do anything last year. You could tell I'm juiced up. What's up, Treviello? You look like a porn star from the '90s or something Thank like you. that, or early 2000s. Something like that. Like, uh, you ever seen that movie with uh, Alicia Cuthbert where she's an actual porn star? What's that called oh, again? Girl Next Door. Trav. It's a great movie. You R-B. you should be in that movie. Great soundtrack. People outfit. don't realize that. Great soundtrack. Yeah. People don't you realize sle- that. You look like a sleaze ball. I can't get over it. Right I look now. sleazy. Okay. I think you guys have more pajama outfits than me. This is a work. I'm going to play tennis right after. This is a workout outfit. It doesn't matter. Outfit. I'm excited to talk about this. I, I mean, look, we we before the show, we said how we're going to format this episode. We talked about who needs what. Everybody needs everything, mm. kind of. That's how it goes. And you should want your team to approach it that way. Like, let's go get better in a lot of different facets. I think we're going to start out with the starting pitchers and kind of work our way from there. Um, but I agree with Eno that I do think that we're going to see a flurry of signings soon because I don't. I don't think guys want to be left out in the cold in the Shohei Otani wake. That let's just go get our deal now, so we can you know get ready and have a regular off season. I think that is going to happen, although we haven't even had one domino fall yet, which is kind of strange. But you know, by this time, where was that one trade? Tigers, Marcana, yeah, Marcana, Tigers up for some move for some teams, yeah. Uh, Twitter's been going like the reports are coming out. They're not real reports, but they're kind of like rumbling reports. So it has been picking up. Winter meetings are in three weeks, I think. Um, Biebs and I may be there with Jolly Olive. We'll see. And um, and no one got the shits, hopefully, because the GM meetings got closed because everyone got the shits. Yeah. So maybe that's why we haven't seen too much go mm. on. Everyone was too busy pooping. That was directly after Brian Cashman was sh- shitting himself in front of everybody oh. and everyone else. He had a tummy ache. Leave him alone. Lyndon B. <laughs> Johnson used to get deals done on the crapper. So I don't know what these GMs yep. deals are. Do we have to start with Otani? I mean, some people are going to click, probably listen to Otani and leave. He sets the market for a lot of places. He'll come back up later. Yeah. Do we do the full seat geek thing? Code talking. Code talking gets you $20 back to that. $20 off your first purchase with seat geek. Uh, and you know, you're probably a baseball fan. If you're listening, talking baseball analytics, uh, but they got 70,000 events going on each day. I think, uh, our sales crew went out to a, a Shakespeare theater thing last night. Maybe class yourself up this off. What? Yeah. 
tighten it up. Well, it's drunk in Shakespeare, so I think it's yeah. So you know, there's always there's always a little classiness there. to it. Uh, there's can't more imagine Lucas O'Brien going to Shakespeare. I don't know. Mm, Just me. don't bring his. We'll bleep that out in post. Okay. Um, go to SeatGeek, download the app. It's super easy to use, and with code talking, you're saving twenty dollars off your first purchase. Go check it out. Go check it out. Shohei Otani's 29 years old. Mm. He had Tommy John surgery in September. Mm. He will not pitch until 2025. He will hit only in 2024. Still, I think he sets both markets a little. Are there some teams that are going to wait for him? And he's got to kind of sign early because if teams wait around thinking he's a lock and then they don't get him, they're going to maybe miss out if other players are doing what you're saying, Trev, of like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to get mine and sign before that. I'm not, he's too big of an outlier that he's not, I'm not waiting for that to fall before I go. Where sometimes you have like, um, who was the right fielder last year that, like, you know, Judge had to sign first. Or maybe he didn't, ended up signing before him too. Who was that? I'm blanking. I'm blanking so hard. Was it a Giants outfielder? Or a guy that was on the Giants? No, because Florida. No, I thought it was someone else. Anyway, um, usually a lot of free agents know they got to wait for this guy, then it'll kind of be your turn. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, still rumored to be favorites from the things I've been reading, and I've been thinking Shohei's going to the Dodgers forever. Um, the Boris situation does make it interesting. Shohei changed his agency to Boris, correct? Or no, no, no. Who am I thinking of? What? Who just changed their agency to Boris? Um, oh, that was Monty and Soto, Boris agents. So I still like the Dodgers. Well, you're talking about with like the free agent signing. It's going to be interesting with Otani because the news has come out, and I think this is like perfectly played by his camp saying he's going, he wants to win. I think you have to say that. You can't come on and say he's going to the largest suitor, the biggest contract. That's not what you want to put out there. And I and I kind of believe that, too. He's been in Anaheim not winning, seeing other people in the playoffs. Like, this guy wants to play in the playoffs is the whole point of it. So um, I think that we could see teams even like, you know, the most interested teams that have been rumored so far are, the, yeah, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, Rangers, stuff like that, teams that are – kind of in a competitive window right now. It wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers went out and made a couple different moves to show Otani, like, hey, look, like we're adding for you. Like, I think that's going to be part of the Otani puzzle is can we how much can we show him that we're committed to winning now and 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 through the future. So the teams that have a strong core locked up, I mean the Braves are are one of the teams. I mean everybody not everyone's going to be in on Otani. There's just obviously that's not going to be the case. But these teams that are, you know, top 10 teams should be there. And I think they're going to be in a race to show him, hey, look at what we're doing. I think that's an interesting part of the offseason because usually you're right. We wait for a guy like Otani, Otani and then everybody else kind of follows after him. I think we might see the opposite of that this time where we see some guys brought in just to try to lure Otani, almost like a John Jay to the White Sox for Machado. Remember that? That yeah. didn't work out, though. Smart. I think it worked out. Smart um, move. Yonder Alonzo and John Jay. Come on, man. Yonder hot on MLB Network. Soup yeah, game. Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I think the only thing that's more unique, <laughs> the only thing that's more unique with this free agency, the two-way player, um, I, I think some owner's business guy is going to ring the bell. Like You're talking about uh, Otani wants to go somewhere and win. We, we mocked DeGrom for saying he was going to Texas to win. He also got the most money, uh, and then look what happened. They won uh, without him at the end. But uh, And also, looking back at last free agency, you know the two things that need to click, and a little RIP to Peter Seidler, sad news around baseball yesterday. Um, but, you know, the Padres were in on everyone. They, they, they were in on Judge. Like, they were the last other suitor on Judge. They end up getting Bogarts. So you need an owner that's going to pay the money. So how, how many of those are truly out there? We'll find out. And then, man, this guy has business attached to him that other players don't, even Big Judge. Like, I know we're talking New York. I mean, dude, New York, home run record, larger than life human, and Otani, business-wise, is dunking on him. He's He's got a, another continent, basically. So uh, I think there's going to be some owner's business guy 
that comes through and is like, hey, like, we can make a billion dollars off this guy in a decade, so don't be shy to give him five fifty. I, um, I don't know that that could be entirely wrong, but we've never seen anything like this. I've got a question for you guys. We've seen a lot of the biggest free agents go to somewhat surprise teams, teams whose window for contention wasn't exactly open, but they believed in the path. The Rangers just did that with a ton of players, especially two years ago when they got Simeon and Seager. Um, was that two years ago? And then the pitchers came the next year, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Machado, you brought him up. The Padres at that time, people were like, wait, what? The Padres? Um, Harper to the Phillies was a little bit of like head tilt, uh, who was rumored. I feel like there's some other good examples of this. Um, Otani to the Angels. How about that one? That was wild. Um, Chris Bryant to the Rockies. Which team... Or sleeper team, do you guys think might be possible? Out of there's a, there's a bunch of teams that need front end starting pitching that aren't heavily like rumored right now. Although right now every team's getting ru- rumored to be there. Like okay, um, I'm just gonna read teams that need front end starting pitching that I don't think are heavily rumored. Uh, the Texas Rangers, Tampa Bay Rays, um, Oakland Hayes. Imagine. Uh, twins, are they big in the rumors for Otani? Have there been any rumblings there? Royals, Tigers, Rockies, Reds. Do you think any team like that surprises us? Trev. I think it'd be the Cubs. Like there's they're a surprise-ish team. I wouldn't put them on the same tier as the Reds and and but they're they're because they're a little bit bigger of a market. But I, I think that they're going to be aggressive on Otani as well. And it makes sense. Like I I tried to make that point. I don't know if it was on this show or baseball today, but if you're going to go out and spend eight million dollars on your manager, like you're going for something. Like you you're you you want to win another World Series and you want to have you know the best player on the planet. Like I think I think the Cubs are going to be aggressive on him, and I think it might be a place that Shohei considers going. There's legacy there. I mean, when's the last time? Like, who's the last face of that franchise? Would it be Rizzo? Would it be? I think Rizzo. You know, when Bryant. But like, Shohei could be like the face of the Cubs, or I guess kind of anywhere he goes, he's going to be that. But I, I just feel like the Cubs have kind of been. They woke up for what two or three years, but this is a storied, long-lived franchise that could, you know, Shohei could be a statue guy for. It's, I think they're they're in. I do believe the Dodgers are still probably the favorite here because of the West Coast, because of the competitive window, because of the players they have locked up. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if the Cubs made a really big offer to Otani. My my dark horse heading into the season was the Cardinals, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little smoke. It obviously wasn't the year they wanted, but this is a team that isn't shy to kind of have a franchise guy, signature dude. They do need starting pitching, and I know he's not going to pitch next year. They said they um, need three. Right, they, and they will, uh, Tyler Glass now. But um, I, I think the team that you'll hear as a dark horse rumor team is the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they've needed a lefty bat. Uh, they're a team that always is screen like we have the money like <laughs> monetarily they kill it they've got great tv ratings the the people fill that place up canada's team maybe a tap over into that vancouver market a little more like i think you're going to hear some serious toronto rumors um that one for me just that gets so crazy for otani cuz then our you know it, Living in Toronto, we know there's a lot of American players that are are just nervous about making that move. That for Otani, I I don't know. I I don't know how much that scares him, but I I think you'll hear. I think you'll hear them in the mix. I have a I have an uh, an exercise I want to do real quick. Love it. Okay, so the three of us we're all like or the four of us we're all like Otani ish, right? Where we. We're performing at a high level at a job. We we're in a different country. We've kind of traversed the country a little bit. We've seen the topography. We've seen the people, and uh, we we have a gist of what the country has to offer. But now you have a chance to go do your job anywhere you choose in that country. Does like topography like have anything to do with it? Does he want to play in St. Louis in the summer? Like, does that like do ent- you think that enters his brain whatsoever? Like, man, I don't want to play like. 
East Coast and be like super cold, you know, for the first two months of the season. Like, does that enter his mind? Do you think that's the last thing he cares about right now? And it's really about winning culture. Like you're setting up for 10 years of your life. Think he cares about money and coaches. You think that's number one still for real? Or do you do you think the yes. competitive thing is is bullshit? Because I, I don't. Because I don't. Um, yeah, but any, he could have made but, more but, money but any early team, on in his But any career. team that's going out and getting him is is going to want to be competitive and like planning to be good, planning soon. to be good, especially in a 10 year window that you're going to get him. You know, besides Chris Bryant and the Rockies, I think every matchup was based on competitiveness and saying, hey, if we get you, we're going to go out and try to win. So I think it's going to be the. But there's teams that are teams that are that you can look at right now, at least on paper or, you know, track record and say, okay, they're going to be in the playoffs. Like they're that's what they do. The only thing I the only way I don't see it being about money is um, AAV situation like the like the dynamic of the money or deferments it's not the total lump sum um or if it seems like real far away like the royals sorry like i don't think he's gonna want to go join the royals even if they somehow offer him the most money i think they need to be close close ish uh but i know i mean trev you're usually my guy Who's like it's about money, especially when you set the market, you change the game, changing record, the game, break records. I just, I, I, I know that the money is a factor, but he could have waited one year before coming over, before he did come over, waited one more year and been like an unrestricted free agent from Japan. I think he had the. He didn't make an, as much money as he could because he wanted to get over here early, so he's already shown. That it hasn't been about the money so far, but I, I know he's going to get paid. That's not like what I'm going at. I'm just saying, like, do you think lifestyle comes into play? I get. Do you it, know what I mean? A little bit. I guess here's my thing. One one thing we kind of ignore because Otani for a while was you know calm personality. Although this year, go look at the WBC. Uh, go look when he was going nuts uh, before the trade deadline, like yelling and fist pumping like he he was that guy. The money thing with Otani always threw me off, and I, I compare it to Ronald Acuna Jr. a little bit. Uh, Otani, after his first season, uh, I don't know if he would get the contract he's about to get. Like, I, I know he had to wait and go through Arb and stuff, but I, I think he's about to set baseball records. So Otani has always thought he's that guy, and we also have never known what other teams promised him his first free agency coming over. So um, I, I don't know. Like, Otani, that money argument that was there for years, in a way, is about to end. And, like, if Ronald Acuna Jr., I think he's still lined up to hit true free agency at 30. So it you know, if Ronald Cooney Jr. is still good at 30, he's he's going to have, he's going to do that well. Anyways, uh, Otani, it, it's going to, who's who sets the mark, or whoever's in the ballpark, and then the other stuff comes into play. The the East Coast, West Coast thing, I think that's very real. Um, you know, I, I, I know the Mariners always get mentioned as a Hail Mary, although money-wise they don't get mentioned. But, you know, the, the Ichiro legacy there, you know, there's something there. And we, we don't know how bizarre this contract's going to get. Like, is ownership actually going to come into play for the first time? Like, uh, you know, people have thrown that out there. Uh, and, Trevor, the final thing with me and Jimmy on this episode of Two Hobbits Dunking on Your Take, um, the two teams that were in the World Series this year, Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers, we didn't have him going to the playoffs. So, like, to, to say Otani is going to sign somewhere that doesn't have playoff hopes, the second they sign Otani, they're going to have playoff hopes. How's that dunking on my take again? I was asking you if you think that the topography or people, like the region, is going to play. Jimmy, in- shot, you, Jimmy shot you down, and then I shot you down. He, he wants that money, bro. Mm. I think the West Coast flight-wise is much easier. Time zone wise to keep his audience. Otherwise, you got to go to a pretty big market. But I mean, who knows? I I am I'm Dodgers or surprise team. Like the Cubs, kind of have been talked about too much. Um, have the Phillies been talked about at all? You know, you got Dombro there. 
They're all in. They got money to They're spend. They're trading for Trout. They're trading for Trout. Oh, Trout would love that. Uh, that's going to be interesting, too. I mean, we're not even there yet, but yeah. that's right. that, I've yeah, heard yeah. talks about that. But I want to say one more thing about Tony, then we can move on. I think it's awesome. And this, I believe, was in the past an article that was on ESPN+. Plus. Go check it out. Great article. It's talking about how we haven't heard about who he's meeting with, when he's meeting with these teams, because they've told them if you if it gets spilt, that we're meeting with you, you're going to be out of the discussions. I think this is... It'll be held against We you. usually hear rumors of all these things. Oh, he's here, he's here. We haven't heard anything with Otani. I think that's cool. And I think Passon mentioned it. Like, his last year, they tidied up his contract uh, quick. They Like, he got that done even when he signed with the agents originally. I think he was high and tight. Like, he, Otani likes to keep it kind of high and tight, so there's a chance, there's a chance they... They do get this moving quick, which I don't know. With the enormity of the contract, doesn't feel right, but let's see. There's a bunch of pitchers after Otani uh, listed that are getting uh, projected on Fangraphs to get around 20 mil plus AAV um, annual average annual value. Average annual Valerie Valerie. Nice. Good shit, Jimmy. Anyway. That list includes Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Aaron Nola. I think that's those four are the next crop of starting pitchers that are going to go. Yamamoto. And Yamamoto, yes. He's a little bit of an outlier, or they don't have him on here because he's not like an MLB free agent. Is he not on this list? I'm just looking at the Fangraphs list. But yes, Yamamoto is very much in that class as well. I don't know what he's going to get, but yes. So those five are the next tier. So... Otani can't even pitch next year. So for the teams, there's five pitchers, I think, you go into your rotation, and they're in the top three. They're one, two, or three, depending on who you already have. Out of the teams that the Athletic has that need front-end starters, it's way more than five. Everybody. Yeah, well, not everybody. Everybody. They don't have everybody. They don't have the White Sox or the D-backs or the Guardians, but, you know. Don't you think they could use front-end starting, all those teams? Well, everybody can use everything, but they don't need yeah. it. Like, you know, the Yankees technically don't need front-end if they believe in Rodon, Colin Rodon. But is Tampa going to snag one of these guys? They got Waka. They broke the record. Cardinals, they need a ton of pitching. They got trades to make. Who's your favorite, Jake, to guarantee – lands one of these the Phillies like would you guarantee the Phillies land one of those five dudes I think I'd guarantee that one of those five dudes uh who if I had to lock a team in honestly Dodgers and Braves came to mind like I I think the Braves are a sneaky one here I I think Freed's in his last year and other than that Bryce Elder's the only true starting pitcher under contract for them. So think about everything we've talked about the Braves. We're racking up regular season's wins. We're in this crazy window. We're in a window where they should win multiple championships. Uh, and now their spring or their starting pitching depth is not what you'd expect of it. And they kind of felt that during the season a little bit too. Uh, like right now their rotation, oh, I left out Strider. Strider, Freed, Morton, Elder, Soroki, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Nola's such a fit there because that's also chopping down the tree. Like, those are the guys who have been beating you up in the playoffs. You bring over their innings eater. That's kind of what you need. Um, I, I kind of really like that fit that I think the Braves are going to make a, a big move for a starting pitcher. I like that. I, I would also probably have them getting one of those five guys as well. I'll take the Cardinals because they said they need three starting pitchers. <laughs> They've been very adamant that they're going to go out and get a whole new rotation essentially. So I'd assume they're looking for, you know, somebody that can lead that rotation. So I'll go with the Cardinals and I don't know. I mean, Nola seems like a Cardinal to me too. I don't Nola fits anywhere. I feel like Nola's He's like one of those guys. He eats innings, which is what you need. And he keeps the ball in the ballpark track record, all these things. Um, but I will, I'd, I'd go with the Cardinals um, and the, yeah, I mean, we're kind of talking about all the same teams, teams with money that have needs, <clears throat> but just because they've already caught and said, we need three starting pitchers. I'll, I'll take the Cardinals to get one of those guys. All right. So teams that are going to be upset. We didn't really say them then. Um, 
The Orioles are contending. They need front-end starting pitching. They have some money. Very interesting because he's kind of said he's not going to spend and they're still going to try and, like, be smart. But I think if you're the Orioles, the next step is to get one of these five guys to lead your staff for the next four or five years, whatever it is. Um, The Red Sox are retooling, and apparently they have a ton of money. They need starting pitching. Uh, The Cubs, they... uh, if they're in go mode, right? Like if they're in go mode, they got they're gonna try and lost, get one of these five. Lost Stroman. The Reds are interesting to me. I don't know if they. I would have them like Reds fans. I'm guessing you want one of these five dudes in your rotation, but I I don't have them. It feels like they're gonna trade from their prospect capital mm-hmm. to make their bigger move, mm-hmm. but they should still also get another starting pitcher. Because man, when you look at the Reds, they've got a real opportunity to go. So I like Baltimore landing one of those guys. I, again, yeah, we don't know what the owner is going to do and and if he's going to open up anything. I think it would be great if if Yamamoto went there. I think that would be awesome. I was reading up on him. I don't know a lot about you know um, any of the Asian leagues, to be honest with you. You guys know I just like Major League Baseball. Uh, but I was reading up on Yamamoto. He's, he's basically won their Cy Young three years in a row, and he's 25 years old. He's got five pitches he can throw for strikes. They're all nasty. They're the reports, the reports have him like over Blake Snell, over any of the free agent starters. Like he's the number one guy that teams are interested in. And and, and to me, I'm always like shocked in that. Because if you haven't seen him do it at the major league level, like it's hard for me to to bank on that. I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but if I'm a GM, I guess you got really got to do your due diligence and you really got to trust your scouts. Um, I know we've seen him in WBC and stuff like that, but that's a, that's a big leap for me because if you're talking about, if you're going to go and get an ACE and they're all going to cost about the same, like, don't you want, don't you think you'd want the proven? I know he's 25. So that enters the equation, but in my mind, I'd rather have a guy that's done it. At the major league level. It's where Nola's having an awesome free agency. Nola, you can confidently plug and play on any baseball team. Um, you know, there's there, it's a very low floor with potentially a very high ceiling. We've seen it in the postseason. Snell is a two-time Cy Young winner, hitting free agency after winning his second and he still is going to make some teams nervous. He's going to make some team very happy. And then Yamamoto... Uh, Trev, you know the kind of the biggest thing in free agency is age. So him coming in at yeah. 25 and having done what he've do- he's done over there, and I think we have gotten a lot better at analyzing uh, the pitchers and any player that's coming over from overseas. Like it used to be, you know. We have Kiyagawa, the data now, yeah. Kiyagawa, like we were flipping coins for a little bit. Now they kind of know. Uh, but Yamamoto, there's still a chance he's not Aaron Nola. Like, so uh, it's... It makes for a really fun starting pitcher free agency at the top. All right. I got those five pitchers. Jake, you Who said. Who was the five? Was Sonny Gray in, involved yeah, in that? Yeah, Sonny, Sonny Gray, Monty, Snell, Nola, Yamamoto. So I got the Braves. Jake had the Braves as a lock. I had the Phillies as a lock. Can I put one loophole in here quick? Because I know we haven't Ooh. gotten here. Uh, but like Corbin Burns and Tyler Glass now are probably getting traded this yes. offseason. So yeah, I get, you could also see any of the teams we just mentioned that could okay, essentially man. be their free agent move. So I have some teams listed here that, you know, Athletic has them needing front end and they're kind of in my head. I think their fan bases want them to go get a starter. One of these five. I have Jake's locked Braves, my locked Phillies, your locked Cardinals, the Giants, the Padres, the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers. So some of those will go need to trade, like you're saying. Give me Snell to the Giants. I, I've been looking for the Snell team. Bay Area Snell kind of thizzing it Close up. Close to Seattle, but Seattle doesn't want big, to pay him. Big ballpark, so you can kind of let a couple runners on base. I, I can't find the Snell team. It's Do you like Nola nuts. back to the Phillies? Uh, I would. I mean, that ballpark ain't easy to pitch in. And <laughs> Eno got a really good laugh about how bad the Phillies defense truly used to be. Before they dialed in, he was like, it was, it was not major league. I like Sonny Gray to the Braves. Okay. I don't know why. I just pictured him on the mound. Maybe it's like a healthy Soroka vision, kind mm. of like small, smaller frame dudes. Oh, speaking of smaller frame dudes, Yamamoto is only 5'10". Yeah. They said 
on a good day. Yeah. So like we know what that means. Yeah, I'm out on that. Um, Nola to the Cardinals. You're out on him now. Yeah, I don't Jimmy like short. Jimmy likes I don't, the big boys. I don't like short pitchers because historically they're not as, they're not as good. It's very very. Rare. I, can, I mean, I kind of agree. Give me a short guy in the mound. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, I like when the, I like mow your ass down. I like when the I mold is broke. I like I like when Stro- <laughs> I like when Strowman and Sonny. I like the, when they break the mold. But yeah, when you're betting on a guy, it's a position that's you were just way too seventy thirty at the end in your batting stance. Ah, you know what? I'm sick of Josh Donaldson. I'm just agent. kidding. I love you, JD. Free agent. Never say Dash that. Lefty. Nola to the Cardinals, Trev. Hits. I mean, that's he, after been two about worlds, so much. After two the World Series, a deep run, you think he'd want to go? Are the Cardinals like a bad team? I know they were bad last year, but like they still have like players there, man. Like it's if they get those three starting pitchers that they keep promising, like I, I would, I would I mean, put they, them right they in the need thick three of Central Base again. They're not saying three studs. They literally don't have pitchers. Yeah, they need. Yes, they need. They need a lot, but you know. I don't know. In my mind, I still think of the Cardinals as this, like, you know. They've been a good a org. Great org. Yeah, exactly. But last year, it wasn't there. This Fire all the higher Yachty. Okay. That's my oh. plan. Hey, yo. All right. Well, though, after those, if you miss out on those, the next market of starting pitchers, Jake, do you have a solid group you like? Uh, I do. I, I think, you know, Trev, Trev throughout the Orioles, like I, I don't see them making the nuclear move. Like they've kind of shown they're not going to do that, but someone like Erod who's pitched on the AL East, he came up through the Orioles org, a lefty pitch into that big left field. Like, uh, I think you can talk yourself into Erod so easily. And I, I love this group of pitchers. I mean, Marcus Stroman, Michael Waka went nut job May through August, a one five, four ERA in 76 innings. Um, and Imanaga, uh, the the other guy coming over, like the risk reward there is going to be so much less than the contract that you're going to have to give Yamamoto that uh, a team's going to fall in love with him too. So uh, I think there's a clear kind of second tier there, like Sonny and Monty kind of start blurring the first tier. Uh, and in that second tier, I don't know. I I think I think. Cardinals, Orioles, and then we'll probably have a sneaky team. Like, I know my snakes uh, haven't gotten mentioned a lot, but, you know, Mad Bums, Mad Bums out now. They just made the World Series, uh, and they finished the season with two and a half starting pitchers. That half turned into Brandon Fott. Uh, so if they have to be looking at a window, right? They just made the World Series. So uh, uh, if I had to pick one of these guys for my team... Uh, I'd probably go Erod. He's he's pitched a lot of good baseball. Um, yeah. What about you guys? I, I think there's a ton of there's so many pitchers that are available now, and you kind of you know you can look at last year's numbers or you can look at a broader track record. But I mean, a lot of these guys have like Stroman started off the year really well, then he was horrible at the end of the year. But I think teams will still bank on him because he's been somewhat of an innings eater as well. So we can count on that. And I think he keeps the ball in the ballpark. I think he's an interesting free agent for some teams. Um, the, these guys get hard to place because, you know, when you're talking about three, four, five starters, like most teams need that to fill out their rotation. I'll go with like a, a Wade Miley's interesting mm. to me. Um, I think him, him, Stroman and Erod are kind of there. Uh, I want to include my guy Kyle Gibson. I think he. I think he ends up rounding out a rotation somewhere. I think. I think he's a cardinal. Cardinal. <laughs> guess, cardinal. Right? <laughs> right? That's like, a cardinal. Yeah, you know he's not going to cost a ton, but he's going to give you innings. He's going to be a good dude. Uh, fit in with your organization. I think that's important. Um, but then there's 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 wild cards. You mentioned Waka. You mentioned Kershaw. Like he's not going to pitch next year, right? So he's got he has to have like a rehab year. Like someone's going to give him a deal, a two year deal. Right. Cause he has to rehab and then get back on it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces here. If you're trying to round out the rotation and probably better than most years in free agency where you can get those three, four, five guys. Um, and they're a little bit higher of a caliber. I'm interested to see who's going to get Giolito. Yeah. How did he perform with the guardians once he went there? 
he had some bad starts. I know that. He didn't have many either, right? Uh, with First the Guardians, one wins as bad as it could. With I the Guardians. Was it against the Twins? Angel, Angels and Guardians, six bad starts with both. Well, the Angels just fired their whole pitching department, so I was wondering if there was so much yeah, because Troy Percival said they're they're lying on their iPads too much. That this I don't I I was reading up on that last night too. That's a whole thing. Did you read that article? I read that article. I was interested in it. I think I think baseball's coming around to yeah. like like you need to know the game a little bit. It's still a game. It's still a game with brains and and humans and humans. Yeah, uh, a lot of teams that you read up are really like, oh, we went too far into just numbers and data and we need to reevaluate. Yeah. The, Troy Percival spent one day with the uh, pitching department for the angels. And they, after that, they fired the two dudes. I, uh, and again, he was like, I'm not out on analytics, but what these guys are focusing on is not nothing. Correct. I, I want to be careful and sensitive because this is a sensitive topic and it, it's, it's, it is, it, it is, it, it's, it's a heavy topic, but like the mental aspect of sports is like real. Oh like, yeah. I think you gotta have that. You can't just say, okay, well, I, it says to throw this pitch and this, this is how I'm going to do it. It's like, okay, but then you got to go compete. There's a guy standing in the box. You're not throwing to a, it's not a bullpen, you know, like just because your numbers are good, doesn't mean anything like you have to execute a pitch and you have to be able to be in the moment and you have to be able to make adjustments. And that all stems from like the mental side. And if you're not working on that and all you're doing is trying to get your data up and your numbers the right way, and that's the only thing you're doing. I think when you get into competition and, you know, things aren't exactly right, I think you can find guys folding more and more than if you just, you got to work both sides. And I don't, I don't how, I don't know how there's any argument to that. You have to do both uh, to be successful in today's game, in my opinion. Good opinion to have. Well, I think Chilito's got the arm talent still. That did you get? Oh, sorry. I'm interested if a team picks him up and you know I don't think and and taps into it and um, he makes a change. I I kind of view him as as Ray when Sonny Gray hit. Or the Reds locked up Sonny Gray. I think it was like three for 30 because he his value was kind of low. I think Giolito, he's going to have opportunities to do that. I think teams are going to offer him three or four years at lesser money than he thought. Or is he going to take the one-year bet on himself, bet on a good org? Um, I don't know. That becomes a, a personal decision. But he, he's he's got the number one chance to, like, if he came back next year and had a 3-3 RA and 33 starts and he hits free agency a game, you're looking at nine figures. Yeah. What about a, what about a guy like a Mike Kleb? I didn't even – I wasn't keeping track of him, and I believe he was on the White Sox last year. Yeah. The numbers aren't too bad. I don't know, Mike Kleb. That's a sleeper guy. He went 377. He threw 131 in a third innings pitched. Uh, accumulated a 3.3 baseball reference war and a one, two, three whip. I mean, from looking at the, if you're looking at the numbers, uh, with these guys in this tier, like he performed the best last year. So he kind of gets forgotten. There was some off field stuff going on with him, but he had a pretty nice year last year. Yeah. He missed out in the middle of summer. I believe he missed out on a couple starts. But he had a decent stretch there. I mean, he had 10 games. The last game of the season was really bad and changes everything. Uh, but he is, is a 10-stretch start with 3-1-9 ERA there on that White Sox team. That was tough. He goes back to San Diego. They still got to fill some innings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boom. What do you got, Trev? I'll say it. I'm going to do it. He's going to say it. Trevor Bauer pitches for a major league baseball team this year. Yes or no? I haven't been keeping up to date. His contract's up in Japan. I think, I think he's so. Good to come so he's, a, he's to just come a full back. free agent, no he's suspension, served no a suspension, nothing. Full free agent, I believe. I'd have him pitching this year. Yeah, I think he, he should probably get a game. And then what there. tier does he enter then if he is back into the fold? Is he does he get put back in to those five uh, guys we talked about. No idea, right? I mean, 
Money-wise, probably not. So then I think that drops him. Skill-wise, maybe. I haven't seen. No idea what he did in Japan. Are the Dodgers still on the hook for money for him? Because if so, then in theory, a team just has to sign him for like, it'd be a minimum contract on the signing team's end, right? I don't, I don't, th- I think done? that's out. I, th- I think with, with how that went down, I think that's out. I think it's out. I don't know. He's I, a Texas Ranger. <laughs> the two Texas teams jumped into my mind. Like Houston's kind of. I don't know about Houston. This. I said that before. I don't know about Houston. They've, you know, they, he had the same know. ERA. That's. In uh, his, how many games did he start? Just blank. 24 games in Japan, 2.59 ERA. In his 17 games in 2021, he had a 2.59 ERA. So, yeah, I have no idea what kind of pitcher he is. I think uh, a team is going to give him a, a shot. They might like it because they can get him cheaper than before and enter him back in the league. The Reds had him at one point. Maybe he goes back to the Reds. Feel like that's uh, he's going to play a part in this offseason. Yeah, probably. Okay. So. I don't. I, he, the the Rays. Uh. He goes to Houston immediately. Alex Bregman and him get into a cage and they just fight, <laughs> and they just settle it right there. It's beautiful. That's what you got to do. That's how teams are built. Any yeah. other pitchers you want to mention? Uh, we went pretty deep down the list. I would. <laughs> I'll I'll list them off quick because I I got lost in this the other day. Um, And there's options. Like Martin Perez is a season removed away from a good season. Our guy Jack Flaherty, uh, someone's going to buy in, and Eno told us he has the perfect slot for a sweeper. So a sweeper team's probably going to snag him. I don't think that's alpha enough for Jack. I don't think he wants to throw. It's kind of a beta pitch. Well, that's the problem. He doesn't throw throw hard anymore, so he might be. Jeez. Don't clip this and send it to him. Well, the other guy, the guys who are in the same boat, the other alpha male, Lance Lynn, has a sweeper, a perfect sweeper Sweeper slot, said Eno. But they just have to tell them it's it's big cutters. Lance Lynn has been calling his (laughs) slider a cutter for five years because he's just too alpha. To have a fucking breaking pitch. Like you're gonna you're gonna find out next year the the new pitch is gonna be the sweater, like the yeah, sweeper cutter yeah. with Lance Lynn and Jack Flaherty. Yeah, hey, nice. throw throw your fast breaker. Okay, but you you got a lot the of guys. You got a lot of guys that if you see having an MLB start, you'd feel fine with for a day. Sean Manaya, Alex Wood, uh, Kenta Maeda really gets me going. Matthew Boyd, yeah. like Luis Severino, well, like some team is some team is. Absolutely going to talk themselves into Luis Severino because he basically had one bad year and a bunch of injuries. And you got James Paxton in the injury boat as well. So it, you've got guys here that if you see them on your mound for a day, you're like, all right, we could have a day at the office. Ryu. Uh, Monet is interesting. When you get to the hitters, you don't have as much as that. Kind of. He was in the pen. Yeah. So never mind. They tried to make him throw hard. They just said, hey, why don't you throw harder? And he's like, oh, yeah, that might work. And what, are you, did what are you, this San Francisco Rays? Frankie Montas. <laughs> yeah. Do we go relievers yeah. now? I think we kind of hit that real quick and then and then talk belly and a couple other hitters. Relievers, you got to go like top, top. Is there any reliever that's going to get paid? Josh Hader. Hader, and that's Josh all. Hader, yeah. Nurse? Yeah. There's a free agent? Yep. Nurse. Might get a nice two year deal. deal. Yeah, he turned down one year, eight and a half. That was his uh, a mutual option or a player option, whatever it was. Right. So, so he yeah, signs two, two, two for ten somewhere. There's pretty good. I go a little higher than that, but yes. I don't know, man. I think people are out on paying relievers. Like I'm very interested in what Hater gets. I don't think it's going to be a uh, top he's mark gonna, against past closers. You don't think gonna, he'll get the Diaz? That's what he's supposedly asking for. Five yeah, for one two. He's going to get that. Okay. He might get it because people spend money. Last year we learned everyone spends money, but I, I feel like that that price point on relievers is done. Jordan Hicks. So it's, Jordan it's such Hicks a curious position, game. isn't it? Like you, you rely on it more than any other position in the postseason, but it is hard to build a bullpen at the beginning of the year and have it look the same at the end of the year. Yeah, it's important, but you don't want to pay for it. But you need one guy at the back end, but you might use him in the seventh inning. It's such a strange, strange position in baseball. But I, I think Hader does command that. And then after that, it's yeah, you have a bunch of guys that are probably going to get 
one or two years and right around $10 million a year, something like that. That seems about right to me. So some of these guys, um, like if David Robertson signs a one year, $10 million deal, somewhere like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Naris will get two for 20, something like that. Couple, uh, couple fun international guys, Yariel Rodriguez, um, and Yuki Matsui, left-handed potential closer guy. So those are, those are just going to be two fun ones to see where they land and what do you got, kid? Um, some people think Yariel can start. Uh, we'll see about that. And I don't know, uh, Yuki Matsui, I'm, I'm just name wise and lefty reliever. I'm in. Yuki, right. they got me. Ben had snacks. Ben had snacks. Who's Give me doing, a hater team. Who's bringing us to Texas the bats? Rangers. Oh wow, Ooh, hater to the Rangers. Done. That's done. Yeah. That's. I might report that. Uh oh. That might be done. Hater to the snakes. How would how would you have to phrase that tweet at this point? I just had a premonition. Just had a okay premo. Yeah. Josh Hader to the Rangers in my premonition. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Per my daydream. That's good. <laughs> I'd probably say that. Josh okay. Hader to the Rangers, comma, uh, per my daydream. What do you what do you know? <laughs> well, he's he he does know something. He's just saying it like that. He, John Boy knows he, guys. Wouldn't, he wouldn't just tweet this. Uh, John Boy, you better not be fucking with me. Hey, we're talking a lot about free agents. He said Purse Daydream. A lot of these teams <laughs> are looking for better help. And this time of year can be a lot. Man, holiday season, daylight savings has a true effect on people. Like, let's figure that out. Uh, that's not in here. But it's natural for a lot of people to feel some sadness or anxiety this time of year. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. And therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change for yourself. And with BetterHelp, super easy to use. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Fill out the brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapist at any time. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TalkinBaseball today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TalkinBaseball. There's a link in the description. Give it a look. Give it a look. You you look like okay. this guy. Who is that? That's the bad guy and the girl next door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that guy vibe. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. if you want to know yeah. the actor's name. From Justified, yeah. Deadwood. Oh, I had a sketchier guy than that. I'll find out who that was. Well, in the movie, he's pretty sketchy, so. Right. An actor. Yeah. Uh, the hitters stink. End of show. Boom. See you guys next time. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. I always you forget how many John people Leguzama, are free agents Leguzama, all at one time. Leguzama. Liguzamo's there, too. I think I've got one more guy there, though. Okay. What, Trev? You forget how many people are free agents. There's going to be so many of these guys. We have, I mean, hundreds of guys, list, 100 guys probably, listed yeah. here that are all going to be on new teams. Um, right now, we just talked about a bunch of starting pitchers. That's where the meat of the market is. Can I tell you what position's got a lot? Like, yes. what position that Options. a ball club employs that has a lot of options in the free agent pool. Fourth out. listening. Okay. There are a lot of defensive first center fielders up for grabs. Um, Kiermaier. Now he might get a job and start because he's gold Glover and he's a lefty or at the very, or at the, maybe at the very most platoon. He might be your platooning center fielder. It's kind of what he was in the potentially getting a multi-year deal. Yeah. But if, the Yankees were to get Kiermaier, they're linked to, and then the Martian comes back, Kiermaier becomes your fourth outfielder that rotates through and defensive replacement. Harrison Bader, really good defensive outfielder when healthy. Michael A. Taylor, plays some outfield. So if you're looking like you just want depth at the outfield position and a good defensive replacement, there's guys available. I don't know if those guys want to sign for the money that that job usually offers, but I think that's the most flooded position in this free agency pool. 
The rest are really kind of like there's a guy and then there's just a grab bag. Not to be rude to any of these players, Trev. Chapman's a guy at third base. When he's right, game changer. Um, yes. Bellinger's a guy at center field or outfield. Um, yes. Shortstop, I kind of got no one at this stage in their career. Um so I, I, I'll throw it to you if you want to just start with um, Chapman and the third base crew or start with the outfielders in general. Anything tickle your fancy, Trevor Plouffe? I, I agree. This It's it's a few guys at the top and then, and then a bunch of guys who you can kind of interchange, if you will. If you if you miss out on one of these other guys, you, there's another one that you can go get. Uh, Belly is an interesting case to me. Uh, because he did change some of his game and kind of how he approached uh, his hitting. Uh, he just didn't swing his mid swing and miss as much. Uh, but if you go on his baseball savant page, it's the the hard hit percentage isn't there. The average exit velocity isn't there. But it doesn't matter. Like the results were better. Like he he put the ball in play more and reaped rewards there. Some people would say. Maybe there's some regression coming, some negative regression coming uh, his way. But I think he's – him and Chapman have the defensive floor that helps them and will – you know, they're going to get paid and they're going to be starters on teams because they're able to do that. And then they also have the potential to really hit too. I know Belly probably a little bit more than Chapman. I think Chapman's got the – he's got enough pop and I think he can – figure it out offensive and we're kind of waiting for that. I've said in the past, a career offensive year is the year that Matt Chapman wins an MVP. Um, problem is Shohei Otani arrived and wherever, whatever league he's in, he's going to win the MVP except for next year. Um, Chapman and belly. And after that, that's where it really falls off. There is a Korean outfielder that's coming over. who's 25 years old as well. So I think teams will be in the market for him just based on the age. Uh, landing spots for Belly. The great in pinstripes. I think a lot of people have mm. kind of said that. But you guys have some outfielders, but need a lefty, oh. need a left fielder, have some guys on their way that are playing the outfield. I don't know. Yanks need two outfielders. Belly yeah, per Brian Cashman. Be- Belly and Chapman are are interested because you know Belly's kind of got the reverse bell curve going, uh, where you know rookie of the year MVP and then injury bad bad, uh, and then he he was kind of back this year, but some of the advanced numbers like you were saying don't love Belly, so there's a little bit of a fear factor there, uh, with the advanced numbers and with his past couple years not being good, but he puts it on this year. And like you said, he can lean on the defense. Chapman's kind of a little bit of the opposite, except the defense. He's going to be able to lean on that, and you're going to have a usable dude. Uh, but he does have some hard hit stuff that it feels like it feels like he's a hitting coach away. And maybe he can go talk to Troy Percival, and he can get away from some nerds yeah. and talk to a guy guy or something because he hits the ball hard. Um, that it feels like with the right team or maybe even the right stadium, like, you know, a big doubles guy, if we could get a little little more loft on that swing, that can change his offensive outlook a little bit, that he can be the Matt Chapman that that you talk about. Um, Jim, I, I was surprised. I, I thought the the position that you were going to say has a lot of some actual depth. DH, uh, especially when you start factoring in uh, Reese Hoskins or Brandon Belt, but you've got J.D. Martinez there, Justin Turner uh, can DH for you. Um that if you need a singular hitter for your DH spot, which we always talk about being kind of an actual difficult position yeah. to fill, you do have options there. There's guys who have done that for full years before. I think J.D. Martinez uh, gets a call from the Dodgers that says, if we don't land Otani, here's our offer. You can sign ahead of time. Jorge Soler. Um, I I saw some reports saying basically exactly that is on the deal. For oh really? JD. Like they're he, he has to wait for Otani. Like yeah, Dodgers be like, he we're wants, gonna we're like gonna Dodgers. offer you they this like much for this many years, but uh, only if we don't get Otani. So if someone outbids us before, we don't want to stop you. Go take that money. 
But this will be on the table if Otani doesn't sign with us. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. DH is just tough because it clogs up the DH. So I don't, I don't know teams needs enough. Uh, you know, Jorge Soler and um, Kutch. I don't know those guys' ability to play the outfield, how often they can play it, and are they? Because JD's a true DH. Kutch mostly DH'd, right? Kutch, yeah, Yeah, I think even there's there's some guys before Kutch. I mean, Jack Peterson. I do I do think he played 36 games in the outfield this year, but he's primarily DHing. Solaire's DHing. Justin Turner. Although he played a little DH this year, he played a little bit of field. Like there, there's there's some real options out there. Yeah, but guys, you can't put in the field at all. I feel like they're not. They got to be so good to to outweigh that. Chapman goes to the back to the Blue Jays or the Snakes. He lives in Phoenix. Mm. He lives in Scottsdale. Wow, I think it's actually a, a decent fit there for him. Chapman to the snakes. I might have a sneaky Matt Chapman team. Cubs. John Boy's Cubs. They play defense. The ball flies out in the summer. If they miss out on Otani and they're building up this this offseason, there's your fix. And you you might be lining up to have one of the best defensive teams ever. 754. OPS still accumulated 4.4 baseball reference war because his defense is just so dang good. Hot boy, too. Hot. Handsome fella. I'm pretty interested in uh, where Chapman goes. Back Reese to Hoskins, you're a twin. Thank you very much. Mm, you can wear 24 that. if you want. Okay. That I mean, that's per my daydream. That's big. Put that in there with that tweet. That's awesome. That's I I picture nothing else. Eddie Julian, Reese Hoskins, Royce Lewis. God. Mm. Fingerprints are all over that team. Mm. They could get drafted. No, but they're they're not they're uh cutting payroll this year. Per reports. Okay. They gotta pay me. Here's the exercise. (laughs) Say Chapman goes back to the Blue Jays, right? And you need a third baseman. There's teams out there that still need third baseman. I mean, the A's need every position, according to the athletic, besides second base. Um, Nationals listed as needing a third baseman. If they're not spending, maybe, if it's a long-term thing. Yeah, Nats, Nats are supposedly rumored to be in on the pitching market. Like, there's some NOLA Nats rumors because they want to, like, lock down their staff. Yankees need one. They're not going to do that. Brewers listed as needing a third baseman. Angels... Tigers, Cubs, D-backs. So we talked about some. So say he goes back to the Blue Jays and you're looking at the D-backs, the Cubs, kind of the teams that are in like spend mode, maybe the Brewers if they like someone. Who's available for them? Uh, Jamer? I think Jamer's a guy that everyone could have a fall fall back plan with. Justin Turner? If you wanted to dip there, he's probably next on the list. Had an 800 OPS last year. Hits. Had good numbers, man. Hits. You just, yeah, and you get one, give him a one year, 15 to 20, 15 to 17 million dollar deal. And maybe even less. What did he make last year? 12? Something like that. Give him some funky options. Is he now, Trev, going to go to a team that might not win. He went to the Red Sox. They gave him two years, decent money. They weren't really in a window there. Um, I could see him on the Brewers. Yeah, they tried to get him. They've been trying to get him. Signed a one-year 15 at a 24-player option. So it's going to cost him somebody one-year 15 this year, 15 to 17, like I said. I mean, I I love that deal. There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. You know he's going to hit. He's going to be good in the clubhouse. He's going to be essentially another the coach with you as well. Cubs, if they don't. Chapman, you looks he would be perfect it's cub. It's a fun perfect uni. cub. The Cubs keep getting mentioned a lot in this episode, dude. They better make some fucking. I mean, moves. well, you pay that much for a manager, and you get rumored for the number one unicorn ever, and your competition in the division is selling and rebuilding. Yeah, you you better go out and get it. I mean, no, but the manager's salary doesn't count against the cap. <laughs> Turner, we know Turner's gonna be in his thirty nine year old season. 
He's playing. He's still hitting. I don't know how the defense is. Does he need to go on a team that has a rotation of sorts, that has not a DH locked get, up, that get, get him a DH day here days. and there, a platoon situation? And also, I feel like he's not going to want to go to, uh, you know, the Tigers for a year and do the Jonathan Scope situation or CJ Crone, who is No, at, at this point, Hopefully. yeah, he's looking to be somewhere comfy. Yeah. Whether that's, win- whether that's a winning team or... Location's nice. Somewhere yeah. he knows. Yeah. Supposedly like Boston. Gross to see him in Tampa. Oh, hey, hey, we don't say that. The turf that's tough on the joints. Okay, after it's that, you dirt, got Gio Urshela, you know, Evan Longoria, Mustakis, Brian Anderson, Gene Segura, Hunter Dozier, Matt Duffy. So it gets thin, thinner. I, I think Jammer is going to be one of my more popular free agent signings this year. If, if you really look back at his past, if you go back to 2020, which we're, you know, it's going to be 2024 on the calendar soon. Is it 2024? No, it's 23. Right? <laughs> Yeah, about to be 24. It's about to be 2024. Um, he has one bad year, 2022, 124 games. Uh, who knows? Usually, usually when something like that pops up, <coughs> that means an injury or he just had a bad case of being on the Tigers. I don't know. No one hit on that team. But if you go back to 2020, 2020 shortened season, 872 OPS. 2021, 795 OPS. Last year, 807 OPS. Like, in the past three of his last four years, he's hit, which you almost can't say for any of the free agents. Like, you can't say mm. that for Belly. Um, so, Jamer, who I think he improved his defense at third, he can also play first base, and he's a switch hitter. Like, whatever team gets Jamer, I'm going to like his contract because I think, I think Fangraphs, who they were a little low on their crowdsource results last year, but they have him getting like a three for 36. Between everyone we've talked about in free agency, you've got a guy that can play two positions for me can switch hit um, and has a decent track record of being a ball player. Like I'm kind of on the jammer trade. I think the only knock on him is he's like a fastball merchant. Like he really <laughs> only hits fastballs guys throw a lot of fastballs. So like I, <laughs> whoever gets jammer, I'm going to like that signing. Okay. 16 run value on the heater for um, jammer actually four and two on slider and change up. So he's all right. Burn Average man. defender, a Turner, Played seven games at third base last year. Was mo- like 98 Denver's games at DH, there. a few games at first base. So he's in that category now. He can go out there any any he's day you 39. need. I don't know how he's Which, not Which you're not a utility infielder if you only play the corners. We've established that, people. It's true. Did he get an inning at second? He got four starts. Cor- he did. Four he full did. games at second. Where do you guys want to go? Outfield? We kind of scratched that, but not... Fully, you do have some guys that are probably gonna get multi-year deals. Um, I haven't said Teoscar's name yet. Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. A couple righty hitters that Soler's can play the listed. outfield. Yeah, um, th- those two. Tommy, are gonna- Tommy Pham's postseason heroics get him paid. <laughs> His whole season's gonna get him paid, dude. He, he had an Fangraphs awesome crowdsource results: one year, eight mil for Tommy Pham. Take that. Well, after taxes, you haven't even thought about right, it. Right, that's true. And then that's more money and more problems. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can... Michael Brantley deserves to be mentioned. We'll see what he wants to do. Uh, some team will... The Joey Gallo revitalization project will kick into effect. Starts getting thin. Starts getting pretty thin. Randall Gertrick had a nice year, and we like him. J.D. Martinez to the Rangers. Lock it in. Oh. Hmm. Dodgers. Uh, I I think the only things that we should really clean up, Tim Anderson, if he didn't have last year, would be a lot sexier of a free agent. There's already rumors about him going to second base. Maybe he can have like a little Marcus Simeon uh, go to second base, get your hitting back. We'll see. Too bad the Marlins have a second baseman. Brandon Crawford is a free agent. We'll see. Uh, you know, I know he's he's getting long in the tooth, as you're always saying, Trev, but um, it, it, just to see him in another uniform would feel pretty crazy. Uh, and then I do think, like, Mitch Garver, when we're talking DHs slash catchers, oh, Mitch Garver hitting cleanup for the World Series champions. Uh, he's hitting free agency at the right time. Otherwise, it's El Gary season behind the dish, and fire me up. Well, How about one word Blake, Blake goes. It's a package right. deal. How about Tim Anderson just changes his sock color? Okay. White to red. Okay. Second base. 
I'd take a flyer on Tim Anderson if I was a team. Otherwise, I don't know where he's going to go. Angels. Oh, it feels very angels. That's per my daydream. I just can't wait to see Ron Washington and Anthony Rendon staring at each other, being like, you blink first. I'll tell you who's not blinking, Ron Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Ron. That's not blinked in years. (laughs) Ron ain't blinking. Uh, Ain't blinking? Who else do we need to talk about? I think we kind of covered it. We're still so early on, and we haven't even had any signings, so the landscape is still so out there and and bizarre. We'll probably have to do another free agency at some point when things are going. Trev, I know there's a lot of names on this list uh, of batters, and I agree with you. Like I recognize a lot of the names. They're in my book. It's light if you want a game-changing guy at a position. It's it's, yeah. it's like even, even the Chapman, Belly, Heimer, Jamer, Lourdes, Teoscar. Is that it? And I'm I, and I, I'm stretching. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's light, and that's why you know there there are talks like our team's going to take this off <clears throat> on the offensive side uh, this off season to get ready because next year is a a pretty. Good group of free agents. At least they're scheduled to be. There might be some guys that get locked up before that, but that, be that, that, that's how it plays out every single off season, though. So I think I I'm open in my face. Uh, it's wide open my face. Look at it for trades. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, the current free agent class, like even the the top end, it's something. It, every team signing these guys is convincing themselves of something. Was last year. If there wasn't Shohei, what? Yeah, it would be a tough agent class. Just need all those GMs have their emodium kick in, get on the phone, start making deals. Didn't you feed your son Tums the other day? Like, what are you doing, bro? I didn't feed feed him Tums. Okay. Oh wow. He found my pack of Tums. Thought it was hilarious (laughs) to eat them. And and was he wrong? It was not. It was not wrong. I should have taken a picture of his shit. I really regret not doing it. It was stark white. It was crazy. Um, white dog shit. Katie was worried. I was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Just calcium. And then I Googled it, and it says like, do not panic. Whatever. This is not a big deal. Don't They're make a just of this. gonna have an upset stomach. And I was like, all right, that's what I thought. Changed his diaper. I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? White, white diarrhea. Some- Game of Thrones shit right there. And then I told Katie, and she was like, it was the Tums. I said, ah, it was the Tums. Because they were the mint Tums. They're all white. Mm, that's gross. Real gross. Uh, but he's going to be taller now. He's getting his calcium. All right. That's free agency preview with the uh, Talking Baseball guys. Everyone buy a shirt. From our merch store, shop.johnboymedia.com. The holidays are coming. The perfect holiday gift. And one of these free agents is going to be the perfect holiday gift. And the only name that I think deserves some love that didn't get mentioned, uh, Whit Merrifield. He, he plays every position, and he's, he's going to hit enough. He's running a golf league now, so he's out. <laughs> and he's out. He's running the bases. Birth name Whitney. For my daydream. Their cause is a leader. You need him in the clubhouse. Ahmed Rosario? Full name Whitley. Jake sucks. Malibu Mike, Trev? Well, I might see him this weekend, actually. We'll talk. And then we got to decide where Jack Flaherty's going. Uh, in December. Yeah. Tampa. Oh, he'd be a great right? Okay. Eddie Rosario. Hot. Yeah. Too much slack.